You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. They'll be presenting their Next Life and Legacy seminar Wednesday evening, October 26th. One of the key topics at that seminar will be tax planning, a very timely topic right now because new tax increase legislation is coming into effect on January 1st, 2017. These increases will have a big impact on the future value of estates if proactive planning isn't done, and that includes getting the paperwork done before those new tax rules become law. Here to talk further about the dramatic impact tax planning can have on the value of an estate is the founder and president of Macmillan Estate Planning, Sherry Macmillan, in discussion with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. One of the really important facets of tax planning is obviously those families that have created their affluence through their companies. Um, they're, they're quite attached to their companies. They've put their life's effort into it. And many times they actually want to succeed that business to key employees or sell it to give them a retirement pool. And sometimes they actually want to transfer it generationally to the next generation. Now, one of the challenges is with a company is obviously it's a taxable event when you have money inside a company and you try and bring it out to yourself on a personal basis. And sadly, there is actually a double taxation in an estate when that occurs, because let's say you started your company worth $1 today and when you pass on it's worth $10 million, there is a massive gain on that that you're going to have to pay income tax on. So you'd think once you've paid the income tax on that share increase that you would be done paying tax. But in fact, you're not because unfortunately what is happening is there's money inside the company or properties inside the company that now in order to bring out, you have to pay out in some form of taxable events such as a salary, a dividend, or a bonus. And when you pay it out to, let's say, the beneficiaries might be your wife or the children, you're again paying another tier of tax, although you've already paid one tier of tax. So it's actually a double tax. So wonderful as it is, um, ultimately a company has a bit of a dilemma when it comes to estate planning inside your state. However, there is a way around that. And so I make mention of it again, that we have the privilege to create what is called a capital dividend account, which is a tax-free account inside a company. And when you look at someone's estate, let's say you have an estate worth 10 million, you're entitled to have two and a half million grow tax-free for the balance of your life and exit your estate without income tax. So just imagine if in a company where say out of your estate, let's say your company was worth 5 million and you had 5 million personally. If we could take two and a half million of your company value and have it grow for the balance of your life tax-free, what would happen is let's say it doubled, we would be able to take $5 million out of your corporation through the capital dividend account completely tax-free. And so many families are wanting to take advantage of this because with the new tax tables that we have, one of the dilemmas in an estate is when I die, it's like I've sold everything all at once and it forces my tax to be the highest level of tax possible. But this is one of the privileges that we have to make sure that we get that offsetting entry. And so what this kind of planning does is it usually, in effect, keeps the estate whole. So I have seven and a half million that I don't have to pay tax on. I have five million that I normally would have and I'm not. And so all of a sudden I still net out 10 million 
but I haven't given that value to the Canada Revenue Agency. I've given it to my family. And many families, when they have created this kind of affluence, Peter, look at alternative options in addition to this, like charitable giving in conjunction with, they're like, well, if I was going to give you know, two and a half million to CRA, why wouldn't I give it to something that I feel strongly about and support through my life? And obviously choose who that money and mm-hmm. what uses are going to be utilized for it. You feel strongly about CRA, but you, you, you and the strength of the what you feel is you'd like to give it to somebody else that uh, can use it in such a way that, uh, uh, you know, satisfies a personal preference. Well, we always kind of make light of it in our office, but we always say to a family, you know, if they have two children, I say, I remind them, you, have you a actually, third. you have a third and that third child is Canada Revenue Agency. But the great part about an estate plan proactively is you get to choose the third child if you do this in advance. And so one of the real blessings is then you could create a foundation, uh, support an existing charity that you love and ultimately replace that third child instead of CRA, you know, drop that value into a cause that you feel strongly about. And the really great part is we have a really ultimately high threshold right now until January 1st. So for business owners that have a lot of value inside their corporations today, or for people that have a lot of wealth that's growing taxable in their personal name, this is an ideal way to plan and enhance your estate through the decades ahead, but also to bring it out to your family, whether you give it all to the children at the ultimate value you possibly can, or you integrate some charitable work in there. I dare say we have listeners uh, to this program today who, um, who are multinational in terms of their asset base. They may be headquartered here in, in Calgary, They may work here in Calgary, they may own a business in Calgary, but they may own property in BC or in the United States, or they may have satellite offices in London, England, uh, or they may have any number of things that that all of a sudden make their business more than just a provincial operation. Uh, All of that has tax consequences, uh, particularly in the event of something sudden happening. Uh, All of it uh, requires a little planning, Uh, or um, too much is lost because the foresight wasn't there to put something in place to protect it. It is a real dilemma for many families because as they grow their estates, what can happen is they may have particular assets in one jurisdiction and other assets in another jurisdiction, and the rules um, are not complementary between the jurisdictions. And this happens frequently with families, for example, that want a snowbird in the United States. Um, because when you snowboard in the United States, you have to be very conscientious that you're not considered an American citizen for the purposes of estate tax because they charge you estate tax on the value of your estate, not on the gain that's occurring. And there's no offsetting credit in Canada for that. So what can happen is if I have a Canadian family that's snowboarding too frequently, I would call it, in the America, then all of a sudden they're exposing even their Canadian estate to that particular risk. Now, what we're seeing more and more often too, Peter, in modern family is not only are we snowboarding and have assets in many jurisdictions or business interests in many jurisdictions, our children are dispersing and they aren't just living locally the way they once did. So many of our families have children abroad. We have some children that are living in Dubai and and, um, Australia and some children in America. And what happens is the way in which they inherit will look differently than if they were all local within Canada, for example. So what we have to do is we first of all have to understand the rules of that jurisdiction, where the residency is of the person inheriting, and what the taxation situation will be. There's one more piece, though, that's 
quite quite interesting is the legality of it too, because it's not as simple as tax. It's also another facet of all good planning is that we have to consider the law. And so, for example, in BC, as you mentioned, if I have a cottage there, I'm not allowed to treat my children disequally. Even if my son has put a ton of sweat equity into the BC cottage, I'm not allowed to give him a higher ratio of that cottage than, say, my daughter. Now, there's ways around that, Peter, but you have to plan in the jurisdiction that allows you legally to plan that way. And so you may decide to have a trust in Alberta to hold your cottage so that you can give 75% of the cottage to your son who's put all that sweat equity in and 25% of it to your daughter. Because if you try and do that through a will in BC, legally you won't be allowed. And so there's many facets. It's the game, I always call it, one of my most favorite lawyers that unfortunately has now passed, he used to say, trying to play the tax game and trying to play the legal game is trying to play Monopoly and Scrabble all in one game and mm. trying to sort it out. I love both games, but I can't imagine mixing them up. Yes, and you know every legislational um, change that happens in the courts and new precedents that occur alter how we would look at things. And then, of course, new governments come in and they put their new stamp on it. And ultimately, that's why I always say any good estate planner acknowledges that there may be two or three years old at best all the time on a perpetual basis, because consistently these legislational changes are occurring and impacting us as families. So when you complete an estate plan, you want to look at every jurisdiction properly, both from the angle of tax and law, but then you also want to be very conscientious that probably every two or five years you want to reassess it and say, does it still fit what the new regimes are bringing in for tax and law as well? Our thanks to Sherry McMillan for sharing her wisdom with us on the program today. The next McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar will be presented Wednesday evening, October 26th. To pre-register, you can call McMillan Estate during business hours Monday through Friday, 403-266-6464. And if you prefer, you of course can register online at macmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.